This is episode number 268, The Key to Peak Performance, with myself, Sonia Looney. Welcome to the Sonia Looney Show. This is a podcast about how to live a high-performance life, spanning the categories of mindset, plant-based nutrition, and inspiring stories to help you be better every day. And this marks a pretty interesting week for me. This is the very first time that I have traveled outside of Canada since the pandemic has started. So since March of 2020, I haven't even left the province of British Columbia. And this week, I made the decision to go to the Sea Otter Classic in Monterey, California. It was an incredibly hard decision to make because... There are risks with the Delta variant, and I have a one and a half year old who is unvaccinated at home. So there are concerns about that for me. But I had to weigh the pros and cons, and I am really excited to be back at a bike event to connect in person with my friends, my fans, and my sponsors. It'll also be the very first time that I will have been away from Bradley for more than a few hours on my own, own at least. My husband and I have taken a one-night trip before somewhere without Bradley, but this will be several days on my own, and I'm actually really excited about it. I, of course, will miss him, but I can't wait to just be myself again, to go out and have 24 hours a day to myself, which we don't have at home because we don't have childcare yet, and it's just going to be really good for me. This, of course, requires a lot of support from my family. So my in-laws are coming to help Matt, who also is working full time and doesn't have as much flexibility as I do to take care of Bradley. So there's just a lot that goes into being a parent, especially whenever there's a pandemic. And I'm sure most of you can relate to this. I also think some of the people that live in the U.S. in my community have been a bit surprised that I haven't been traveling. And it's easy to forget that people in other countries have different restrictions. And it's been pretty interesting living in Canada during this pandemic. Canada has definitely taken a more conservative approach to this. So for the entire summer, uh, you had to do a two-week mandatory quarantine upon re-entering the country. And on top of that, there was a three-day mandated hotel stay. So you'd come back into the country, and then you'd have to spend $2,000 and stay in a hotel for three days until you could leave the hotel, and then you'd have to do another 11-day quarantine. So if I had left the country to go do anything, I would have had to spend $2,000 to do a three-day hotel stay by myself and then spend another 11 days by myself away from my family. So unfortunately, that wasn't in the cards for me. But in September, Canada changed the rules so that now if you are vaccinated, you don't have to do a quarantine. And there are lots of tests that are required. And just like for most places you're going, but I have to do a I can do a rapid test at the airport to go into the U.S. But Canada requires the more expensive PCR test to come back. Also, if children are to travel that aren't vaccinated, which most children are not vaccinated, they are required to do a 14-day mandatory quarantine upon re-entering the country. So initially, we thought we'd bring the whole family down, but because of the Delta variant, because of all of the restrictions, we decided that it would be best if I just went by myself. And thankfully, I won't have to do the hotel stay or the quarantine upon re-entry into the country. 
I'll speak more to what life has been like as a mom the last, I guess it's been a year and a half since my son was born. He was born right at the beginning, March 15th, 2020 of the pandemic and how I have tried to manage all of the bumps in the road. And friends, it has not been easy and it might look easy online, but there's been lots of challenges along the way and lots of doubt and lots of overwhelm. So I will be recording a separate podcast episode to talk about that. But long story long, I am very excited to be going to California and to see friends that I haven't seen in a long time. If you're going to be at Sea Otter and you want to come hang out, I will be at the Continental Tire booth at 12.30 p.m. Saturday, October 9th for a casual mountain bike ride. So Saturday, October 9th at 12.30 p.m. at the Continental booth. Everyone is welcome. It's a no-drop ride. We're not going to be hammering. We're just going to be having fun, being social, and getting out on the trails. So see you there. So let's get into today's topic. And on the first Thursday of every month, I release a solo episode akin to the Crush It Mondays that I did in 2019. If you like these solo episodes and you want more content and education around these types of topics, I actually send out a weekly newsletter every single Monday that basically does a written version of what these podcasts are so that you can get additional information on motivation, on mindset, on habits, on productivity, because it's something I'm really passionate about. So you can get that at sandilooney.com newsletter and join us every Monday. I've spent well over a decade focusing on performance, both athletically in my quest to become one of the world's best endurance mountain bikers, but also in my business and for brain power. I used to think that the key to peak performance was just the focus on mastery. So putting in the work to acquire the skills and wisdom to be a top performer in a given area. So in mountain biking, it would be training physically really well. It would be focusing on technical skills and doing lots of races. And in business, it would be spending time working hard in your business, trying lots of things, learning about business, scaling your business, putting in place systems and processes so that you can continue growing. But while mastery and work ethic are certainly key components to peak performance, I have learned that there are multiple foundations upon which peak performance stands. That's why if you work harder, it doesn't always mean that you're going to be more successful. And oftentimes, if you're a really motivated person and you keep working harder and harder and you have all this energy, you burn out. So what is the foundation to mastery, work ethic, and ultimately peak performance? The answer is not as simple as one thing. And oftentimes, things appear simple, but they really are complex. And then you can simplify them again. So the broad category that is the foundation on which peak performance stands is health. But a lot of times we think that health is as simple or as dual as just I'm sick or I'm healthy. But the category of health goes both deep and wide. Health encompasses emotional and mental health, physical health, environmental health, spiritual health, and relational health. And that's why I wanted to focus on health coaching and why I did advanced training in health coaching. I took a course through Vanderbilt's Integrative Medicine Program. It was a graduate level course, and it was nine months long focusing on becoming a national board certified health and wellness coach, which I'm currently working towards. Health coaching and my education in health coaching and communication helped me break down what it means to be healthy in a little bit more of a clarifying way. Health is multidimensional, as I mentioned, emotional, mental, physical, environmental, spiritual, financial. There are lots of elements. In health coaching, we break down some of these areas of health, but they are still painted in broad strokes so that you can assess where you're at with these different areas. So 
typically we look at sleep and rest. We look at mind-body connection, compassionate self-awareness, daily rhythm and balance, food and nourishment, environment, spirit and soul, relationships and community, and movement, exercise, and play as categories in health. And people get to self-assess and see where they're at in these different areas. And most of the time, well, a lot of the time, these are out of balance or they aren't even considered at all. At the center of health is mindful awareness of your actions, your attitude, your habits, and your thoughts. And that's why I'm so passionate about talking about mindset, talking about self-talk, talking about positive psychology on this podcast, and just in general, because it's so important to be able to think about how you're telling yourself the story about your life and what you believe that you're capable of. Because if you don't believe that you're capable of change or you don't believe that you're capable of taking control of certain areas of your health, it's going to be really hard to build your foundation. It's going to be really hard to perform even at a mediocre level. An analogy I like to give is thinking of yourself as a beautiful tree with a large trunk. Think of like a beautiful cedar tree or a large redwood tree and you have expansive branches and vibrant leaves. Or if you prefer, you can think of yourself as a skyscraper with a really cool architectural design. But if your tree has roots that are not nourished properly, or if there are cracks in your building's foundation, the tree or the building is going to come falling over and crashing down. I'm sure when you've been in the forest, you've seen these massive trees be uprooted and just blown over because their roots are shallow and they haven't really been nourished properly, or maybe they just grew in the wrong place. But the tree can grow big and healthy if its roots are nourished and healthy. And a building can only be built so tall and sturdily with a well-planned foundation. So today's topic is really about taking care of your foundation. And I recently did a keynote speech to an executive team all about taking care of your foundation because they were interested in how to perform at their their highest level, but they knew that it started with taking care of themselves and they wanted to know how to do a better job of that. The hardest, hardest thing to do when we get busy or stressed or super focused is to take care of our needs as humans, but they also pay the largest amount of gains We all want happiness, general well-being, and satisfaction in our lives, but you really have to take care of your foundation before you feel fulfilled or good, at least some or most of the time. Things like being too focused on achievement, on comparison, on stress and overwhelm can crowd out these feelings of ease, happiness, and even just having energy throughout the day. In fact, burnout affects over 62% of the workforce. Burnout means that you're not going to be able to perform well. And if you don't take care of your foundation, burnout is going to happen. Symptoms of burnout include apathy for something you generally enjoy, frequent sickness, having trouble sleeping, feeling short-tempered, everything feeling just harder than usual, and loss of motivation for everything. And in 2019, the World Health Organization classified burnout as a legitimate medical diagnosis. So let's take an example scenario. Say that you have a looming deadline at work and it's getting closer. And maybe you feel a little bit behind because you felt yourself procrastinating, which is a whole other topic in and of itself. You feel time crunch. So you stop doing things like exercising. You maybe are ordering food out instead of cooking something at home. So your diet kind of gets a little bit less healthy. You don't make social plans with your friends because you're just too busy and you have too many things going on. And you probably have all these other activities that you have taken on on top of having a really busy work life. 
So to get everything in, you maybe eke out uh, an extra hour of work at night and maybe you get up a little bit early in the morning and now your sleep is suffering too. And to fix that, you start drinking more caffeine and then maybe you feel even more stressed and then you start drinking alcohol to try to decompress. But because you're drinking alcohol, your sleep gets even worse. So this is a vicious cycle that all of us have been a part of and it repeats itself over and over. I definitely have touched the hot stove of burnout multiple times. And the reason why I know so much about this stuff is because I had to go back and say, okay, what am I doing wrong? How can I prioritize myself and my self-care over my craft and trying to master these things and trying to grow myself and my business? And it came down to rest. It came down to slowing down. It takes confidence and courage to slow down because you feel like, well, if I take my foot off the gas, then I'm going to fall behind. But really, you're going to fall behind if you don't take your foot off the gas. There are so many different categories when it comes to health, and it's why I went into health coaching. It starts with assessing your current state in which area of health that you need a little bit of extra help on. And sometimes it's more than one area of your health. And also recognizing What do you typically do whenever things get really busy or when you start feeling overwhelmed? Which health habits are the ones that you tend to neglect and how do those affect the big picture? Personally, I think the most important place to start is with sleep and rest. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. Most people do not get enough sleep and we certainly do not get enough rest with the fast paced hustle culture and constant stimulation from our digital devices. So sleep is what what it sounds like sleep, but rest means taking a break during the day or multiple breaks during the day from what you're doing. And it also means taking a proper break. So not just going to social media and scrolling that leads to more anxiety or leads to more comparison. You actually need to be able to give your brain and your body a break. When you approach life from a more rested state with more sleep, it becomes easier to make better decisions about food, your self-talk, exercise, your habits, and even procrastination so that you don't get into a situation where you feel so pressured that you can't take care of yourself at all. How much rest do you need? Well, rest isn't just about getting enough sleep at night, as I mentioned, and most people generally don't get enough sleep either. If you look at your habits or you look at your behaviors, you can say one thing is a priority, but if you look at your habits and behaviors, you'll actually be able to tell what you're prioritizing when it comes to your life and even your health. So when I look at my life, sleep has actually been my number one health priority and it always has been. I choose sleep over spending more time with my friends. I choose sleep over healthy eating, even though it shouldn't be an either or proposition. But if I have so many hours in the day, I'm going to go to bed an hour earlier instead of spend an extra hour doing meal prep. I generally choose sleep over doing extra training. So if I didn't go to bed early enough and I was supposed to get up extra early and train, I might sleep in a little bit because I know that I need that rest. And I know that over time, if I continually don't get enough sleep and I keep getting up early to train, that my goals of my training to get faster and stronger is actually not going to work out well for me. If you're interested in sleep, if you are already, quote, sleeping eight hours a night, but you still don't feel rested or maybe you just don't sleep very well, I'd recommend checking out Dr. Matthew Walker's book, Why We Sleep, for a deep dive into the science of sleep and how to sleep better and more efficiently. And rest also extends past sleep. So you might be sleeping eight hours a night, but the other 16 hours of your life are incredibly stressful and hectic, and you never have one second to just rest. Sleep helps, but taking much needed mental and physical rest throughout the day is also imperative for performing and avoiding burnout. 
As I mentioned, I've touched the hot stove of burnout multiple times. And during that time, I was still sleeping eight hours a night, but I was way too busy. I was traveling way too much and I never was taking a second for myself to rest. I was working like 12 hours a day. It was crazy. So the easiest way to look at rest cycles is to look at rest cycles in athletic performance. Most of us know that you should take at least one rest day away from exercise during the week. The rest is part of the work, something I have to remind myself of all the time. The rest is part of the work and it's how you get stronger. And training breaks down your muscles and when they rebuild, they come back faster and stronger for next time. And so do you. Recovery and rest also extends to your brain. I recorded a podcast with Dr. Walter Stiano that is linked up in the show notes that's all about how mental and physical fatigue are interrelated. The principle of progression shows that we need to have cycles of build and rest to perform. So say you are familiar with training and cycling and you know that over the course of a three weeks or how it depends on your training cycle, but for most people, it's three weeks, you progressively build up more and more training volume and intensity. And then you take a rest week where you are doing reduced volume and reduced intensity. And that's how you get better. But in our lives, we don't do that. We, we focus on these um, smart training modalities for our athletic performance, but we don't do that in our daily life. And also, a lot of people don't really do smart training <laughs> with their athletics. They go out and they ride their bike or they go run as hard as they can every single time. And that also is not an effective way to train either. Another issue is that a lot of us feel guilty or anxious when we take downtime. And I certainly have been in that camp. I feel like I should be doing something, especially as a new mom now. And that is partly due to our culture, but also partly due to our own issues of enoughness and self-worth. We feel like we're worthy if we're achieving more, or I'll put the caveat, I feel like I'm worthy if I'm achieving more. And it's something that I'm working on every single day. And it has taken me a lot of personal inside work (laughs) to finally recognize that resting isn't lazy and I shouldn't be pushing for every single second of every single day. You may have heard of Maihai Csikszentmihalyi in regards to his groundbreaking work with flow and performance, but he also has done work with studying creativity. And one thing that he found that Pulitzer Prize winners, Nobel Prize winners, and the brightest minds had in common was that they practiced that principle of progression, meaning that they had periods of focus and intensity followed by periods of restoration and recovery. So I started this podcast talking about how it's important to take care of your foundation and your self-care so that you can perform better. I gave some examples of different areas of health to focus on and noticing what your health behaviors are. Then I made the debatable judgment that sleep and rest is probably the most important category, but that that goes to say that all of these categories are interrelated. Like if you're eating poorly, it's going to be hard to get good sleep. If you don't have good mindful self-awareness, it might be hard to get sleep, etc. But for the purposes of this podcast, I focused on talking about sleep and rest and how and why you need to do that. I also acknowledge that it's really hard to rest. It's really hard to take off your foot off the gas. It takes confidence and courage to take a step back whenever it looks like everyone else around you is pushing. And knowing that taking a step back and slowing down even for a moment will help you perform better. So now I'm going to give you some examples of rest because that's actually something that I thought about was, well, how am I supposed to rest? Because I'll take a rest day off the bike, but then I'll work 10 or 12 hours, which isn't a rest day at all. So how can we incorporate more rest into our lives? And here is a list of examples. All of this is written out in the show notes too. So if you want to revisit this without listening to the whole podcast, it's all in the show notes at sonyalooney.com slash podcasts. 
So mindfulness and meditation practices are a really great way to turn off or rest your brain or to just notice how you're feeling or what you're thinking. Another way to define rest is to do things that don't require striving or added stress. Things like walking, playing with your dog or your kid, listening to music, or you can even do task-oriented or creative pursuits like cooking or cleaning or playing music. But the idea is that you aren't trying to attain something by doing it. You do it for the pure and simple joy of doing the thing. Exercise can count as mental rest if you aren't already taking on a lot of physical inputs. Exercise is a great way to de-stress, but too much exercise and having exercise as your only coping mechanism for stress needs to be monitored so that you don't overtrain and you don't contribute to feeling exhausted all of the time. Sleep or rest can even be just closing your eyes for 10 minutes. You don't have to fall asleep, but just taking a time out for yourself for 10 minutes without taking on any additional inputs can really make a big difference. Social time with friends is another really great way. And I know that's been a lot harder in the more recent uh, 18 months, but there was a research study among Harvard students and they looked at their preparation for exams. And they found that the students who spent time with friends instead of spending every single second preparing for their exam, granted they did spend time studying for the exam, but they didn't spend every single waking moment doing that. And they spent it on social time, actually performed better on these exams. So working harder, working every single second does not always translate to performing better. Another way to rest is taking one day a week totally off. That means no checking email, no working at all. And that might sound crazy to some people because a lot of people don't even take one day totally off. You find yourself checking your email even for a second. Or if your work involves social media like mine does, uh, it means setting boundaries around social media so that I'm not trying to use that for work. So identifying what work means to you, what can contribute to stress or mental fatigue and taking one day off completely from that. Taking extended vacations is important as well periodically throughout the year. And this is a luxury to be able to do that. But it helps you just unplug from everything. And sometimes you need an extended vacation, meaning more than a day or two, because it could take more than a day or two to get into the swing of rest, get into vacation mode, and maybe to think about work a little bit less and to let go of work a little bit less. I know for me, it's really hard whenever I take an extended vacation because I'm going to have a huge pile of work waiting for me when I get back. And it takes a few days for me to get into the rest mode. And last, this might be the most effective way for you to rest, is consider taking a break every 60 to 90 minutes. Taking between a five to 20 minute break makes a huge difference. And that just means stepping away from your computer, going for a walk, or doing any of the things that I mentioned above for rest. There has been a lot of research showing that if you take these breaks, you're actually gonna perform better. And check out the Ultradian performance rhythm. You'll actually see a graph for it. But the more that you can do this throughout the day, the better you are going to feel and the the better your brain's going to work and even physically, the better you're going to feel as well. I hope that you found this helpful and useful and that you'll give yourself permission to add sleep and rest as a priority in your life. And self-care shouldn't be stressful if it's stressing you out trying to do all of these different things. Ask yourself how you can simplify it a little bit so that it feels nourishing without being another thing on your to-do list. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one as your health coach to take care of your foundation, shoot me a message and see if I have space on my client roster. I currently have several clients that I am working with, but there are always people coming in and going out based on if they've achieved their goals or not. And I would love to help you with your own behavior change too. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to the show. 
If something resonated with you or I misspoke about something, please shoot me a message and let me know about it. I'd love to hear from you guys. And don't forget, you can subscribe to my weekly newsletter at sonyalooney.com slash newsletter and follow along on social media. I am at Sonia Looney. I am so grateful that you're here and so grateful for your attention in a world where we have literally probably hundreds of thousands of podcasts at this point to listen to. And I'm always open to ideas and guests if there is something that I am not hitting or something that you really want to learn about. And I'm with you on this journey of personal growth, adventure, and our mission to be better every day. See you next time.